Welcome to Bible Education Institute podcast. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, the topic is Martin Luther, and and Martin Luther is known as the uh, great reformer, or or he's the one that initiated the Reformation, uh, which was from the from the Catholic Church at that time, which was dominant and then when when the printing press came out uh they started to make bibles and martin luther had uh, he obtained one of these uh first bibles and started studying and reading and all that so so therefore he found the meaning of a true grace and that we're responsible for ourselves and that we must come to Christ in repentance and uh, by faith believing. So we're going to talk about uh, Martin Luther today. Uh, you can also find Martin Luther in uh, the uh, um, Fox's Book of Martyrs. You can read about him there also along with all, with, uh, all the great... Um, the great leaders in uh, of Christianity who died and who suffered and all that. Plus, plus you can also read about how the disciples died. So Martin Luther was a German professor of theology, composer, priest, monk, and a seminal figure in the Protestant Reformation. Luther was ordained to the priesthood in 1507. He came to reject several teachings and practices of the Roman Catholic Church. His, he disputed the view on indulgences. Okay, and indulgences was when they came up where some of the high leaders in the Catholic Church came up with a way to to forgive sins and stuff. So that that means if, uh, if you're out there and you know sleeping around or whatever and you have money then you can contribute to the church and then they'll give you a piece of paper that says you're forgiven of the sin which is not what the word of god says but this is what they did and it was called indulgences you know and so and, uh, martin luther started out as uh, um, he was a uh, local priest in the community or you know like a pastor type thing and and he was serious about his faith, and uh, he uh, and he was very distraught about this indulgence thing, and because he knew it was wrong, because he had some of his local people would come and say, "Oh, I got this paper of indulgences, so I'm good to go," you know, and that's not done at all what it was. But um, and then from there he became a professor in a seminary, and that's when he was really studying a lot and everything, and. That's when he came across, you know, uh, being saved by faith, not by works. At that time, they promoted good works instead of faith in Christ because we're doomed if we don't have Christ. And so it had just evolved into that mess. So anyways, and so he was, uh, he was very dogmatic or very stern about what he read in the Bible. He said, no, what you're doing is wrong. This is... This is the correct way, but he did it in a godly way. He's very humble. He he would just want to have a discussion about it to hopefully change, but they didn't want that because it was kind of like politics where they didn't want 
their little world they had created to be shaken up, you know. And so they didn't like that, so they were trying to shut him up. And so basically, they had something like a hearing or whatever. And um, so they just told him, well, we just want you, these are your books that you could, he wrote a lot of books on it and stuff. He says, are these are your books? He said, well, you're going to have to, um, basically, you're going to have to, you know, say that your books are wrong. Uh, because that's that's the way we want. And he said, "No, I can't do that because that's that came from the Bible, which is from God, and therefore I must do what God would have me to do." And he didn't care, even if it meant his death. But uh, how this began is uh, he was just wanting a theological discussion. So, um, so in the, the town he was living, he so he wrote a thesis on it. Story, uh, like a lot of papers on it and he put it up on a bulletin board which they say which was on a door so they said oh he'd hammer it to the door because he wanted everybody to see it and all this stuff basically that's what they did when they wanted to, to discuss something at the uh the church you know and, and but through the years it became the whole another thing that really wasn't so okay so let's continue in reading about his life story and we're just uh we're just doing basics just just to give you a, uh, just to look at it, to encourage you to read it on your own. You could also, oh, there's one of the best books on it that I've ever seen is by Eric Metaxas called Martin Luther. And you can go to Abe Books, A-B-E Books, and you can buy it used very cheaply. It's not much. You can go to Thrift Books and just sort of like uh, Christian Books. But if you go to Ave Book and, Th and Thrift Books, those are the ones you can buy uh, good used books instead of having to pay an arm and a leg for it. But that's up to you. You know, you can buy the brand new version also. Um, so let's continue. He, um, let's see. Luther pro proposed an academic discussion of, of the practice of indulgences in his 95 Thesis of 1517. He taught that salvation and eternal life are not earned by good deeds, but are received only as a free gift of God's grace through the believer's faith in Jesus Christ as Redeemer from sin. And you can find that particular verse as Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, where it's a free gift of God and you can't earn it. His theology challenged... The authority and office of the Pope by teaching that the Bible is the only source of divinely revealed knowledge and opposed uh, sacredalism by considering all baptized Christians to be a holy priesthood. Those who identify with, the, uh, uh, with these and all of Luther's wider teachings are called Lutherans. Uh, though Luther insisted on Christian or evangelical uh, uh, German evangelists as the only acceptable names for individuals who pr professed Christ, his translation of the Bible into the German vernacular instead of Latin made it more accessible to the laity and even an event that had a tremendous impact on both the church and German culture. So 
basically the ones that came before him who would challenge the church were normally they were killed and normally they were burned at a stake or something to or, or something that was was horrific like that but when Martin Luther came around they had invented the printing press so they can so they would print his teachings and stuff and they would would spread it all over the place so it was kind of like having a radio or a TV and stuff like that to get to get the information out because before that they didn't have that so the church was pretty much controlling everything but once you can get information out that's when things can change it fostered the church in German cult on uh, women um, it foster the development of the standard version of the German language added several principles to the art of translation and influenced the writing of an English translation the Tyndale Bible which in earlier years England put England had put Tyndale to death for this very thing um, his hymns influenced the development of singing in Protestant churches a lot of people don't know that his marriage to Katharina von Bora they form a nun set a model for the practice of a clerical marriage allowing Protestant clergy to marry because you know the Catholic priest could marry in two of his later works Luther expressed antagonism violent views towards Jews and called for the burnings of the synagogues and their deaths his rhetoric was not directed at Jews alone but also towards Roman Catholics Anabaptists and non-trinitarian Christians Luther died in 1546 with Pope Leo X's excommunication still effective so as we see you know Martin Luther was a great person um he was flawed like all we are you know and some of his views was not the greatest in the world but at that time it's just what it was but uh you know that's just how it was and in fact when they met to discuss stuff they would holler and scream you know it wouldn't be just kind of conversation but they would um they would get very very loud and everything that's just kind of how they did things so things were a little bit different back then so as you see he was a great person flawed like everybody else is but you know that's just that's why we all need a savior you know um that one of the quotes of martin luther is the first duty of the gospel preacher is to declare god's law and show the nature of sin that's why we should use we should always use god's moral law the ten commandments which convicts sinners you know it's going to convict people what it does when you use the the Ten Commandments, God's moral law, it lets the person see that they're that they're in sin, uh, that that they're that they have broken God's law because their their conscience will convict them because God has already wrote His moral law, the Ten Commandments, on our hearts. So all we have to do is just allow them to think on it and. The conscience and the Holy Spirit will do the work. So that's why we should always use the Ten Commandments. You know, it's like, have you lied? And what do you call a person who's lied? Don't matter whether it's a white lie, whatever, a lie is a lie. God's standards are higher than ours. 
Um, don't matter how long ago it was, what I just said now is in the past. So, so everything's in the past. So it don't matter if you've done it one time, million times, whatever. We're so we already broken the law. You don't have to. You only have to break God's moral law one time in one place. It doesn't matter. So that means if you only lied, you still broken God's law. Have you ever stolen anything? That means you know. Have you ever borrowed a pen? Ever brought it back? Well, that's stealing. See, we're already guilty there. I don't know about you, but I've done that many times, and not. Not realizing it's sin because in our minds we've created a God in our minds that okay, that's okay with what we do. So that's already making a graven image. You know, we have already made a graven image, which means we made another image of God, but we did it in our own minds. So everything we do is okay because it's us. You see how that works? Yeah, so Satan, the devil, is very uh, smart, you know, but uh, but also our own conscience will convict us because we know we're wrong. You know, most people want to, they, they want to be self-righteous. It's like if something happens, oh, I didn't do it. It was some, it was somebody else, you know, and everybody wants to blame somebody else. <laughs> they never want to look at themselves, but look in the mirror. You know, we make decisions and then we want to, uh, um, if you've noticed a lot of people, they want to blame God for their bad decisions that they made. They never, they never asked God. They never conversed with God. They, they probably don't even know God. But they're going to blame God for everything that goes wrong in their life that they did to themselves. Like because of bad choices or just things happen, you know. It is what it is. So we need to look at that. We need to look at our own lives, you know. Um, see, Martin Luther was like that. He, um, like when he was first in the, uh, going to seminary and everything, and, and he was working with the priests and all, you know, he would go to confession and he would, uh, he was there for hours just, confessing everything that came to his mind because he was because you know he was uh he thought you had to work your way in and he was just stay repentant and finally one of the priests that he was under that heard his confessions all the time he said well i think you hate god because you because the way you are and stuff and i think that's one of the things that helped him to start understanding about god you know but he was serious about his faith and he was serious about his sin and he knew he was a sinner you know, if anybody knew they were a sinner, he was. Then he did, you know. And that's what we got to understand. We have to understand that we are all sinners. Myself, I am a wretched, wretched sinner, saved only by God's mercy and his grace. Once I realized that I sinned and what sin was, which is breaking God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. And so when I realized that, that I came to God in repentance and asked God, for forgiveness and um, put my trust for myself to Christ alone. And, and, and that's what we all need to do. Okay, let's go back to that good person test. Have you ever lied? Don't matter what it was, you're a liar. Have you ever uh, stolen anything? Don't matter how much it was cost, it doesn't matter. It was the pen you never brought back, whatever. What do you call someone that steals? A thief. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, we've already committed adultery in our hearts already. That's another commandment. So that's three. See, lying is uh, bearing false witness. So the short version means lying. Um, have you ever hated anybody? According to the New Testament, uh, if you've hated anybody, then it's the same thing as murder in your heart. So you've already committed murder. That's another one. So you see how that works? Yeah.
So we're all guilty. You know, we're all guilty of something. Um, but the thing is, we have to look at the mirror and realize that, you know. And the thing is, if you want, when you die, if you want to know where you're going, because if you don't know where you're going, then that means you don't know the word of God, and that means you need to, you need to repent of your sins because you don't know, right? So, so now that you know you've sinned, that we must come to God with a, with a repentant heart, a sorrowful heart, and ask God to forgive us of all our sins. To ask the Heavenly Father to forgive us of all our sins that Christ paid for. Right? Jesus, Jesus Christ paid for. Because God's the holy judge of the universe. And we're all going to stand before God in judgment. It's just like if you're standing before an earthly judge, which you see the laws came from the Bible. So when you stand before a judge and say you've uh, you got a bunch of parking tickets and it's added up and you don't have enough money to pay all those tickets and stuff then you're going to jail right because you, you gotta you gotta satisfy the law that you've broken and so the and all the penalties that goes with it but some stranger comes along pays your fine now the judge can legally set you free and let you go that's what christ did when he came on earth he walked for three three and a half years um he taught the gospel the good news which is you can go to heaven by repentance and, and, and putting your trust in Christ alone. Then uh, he allowed himself to be whipped and beaten. And the whips the Romans used back then had metal shards on it with bone and stuff. So when it hit your skin and they pull it back, it would rip your skin and just flesh was flying everywhere and blood and all that. So it was very painful and very brutal. It also made you weep because you lost all that blood. And then they make you carry this, these uh, wooden, uh, it's like, you know, former wooden trees and now made into a cross that's going to hold you up. You had to carry this big, heavy thing, you know, up a hill. Then, then they put uh, nails in your hands and feet, which is more torture and blood loss and everything else. And then it would put you where you had to stand up. So they had to pull yourself up to breathe. That was part of their torture. And after a while, you get so weak, you, you would just suffocate because you couldn't hold yourself up any longer. Christ did all that to satisfy the punishment for our sins to the judge of the universe, God. So therefore, right before he died, with, uh, which he rose three days later, but at that, that time, he died purposely, and he said, Father, it is finished, which meant the penalty has been paid. So now we can come to Christ in repentance, asking God for forgiveness, and um, we can come by faith believing and transfer the trust from ourselves to Christ alone. See, see really, the Bible is very simple. People like to complicate it because they either don't want to read it, don't want to know about God, or they're just lazy or whatever, but all of it's still not good. But why would you believe something that you don't you don't have any facts for when you can go to the Bible to get the facts, right? So you want to trust your eternity with hearsay or whatever you think? No, you need to get the facts. You need to read the Bible for yourself. But I just told you the plan of salvation, the gospel. That is, knowing you've broken God's moral law, 
You come to God with a soulful heart. You ask God for forgiveness. Then you transfer the trust from yourself to Christ alone, like you would a parachute if you're in a plane about to crash. And you you got a hold of a parachute. You're, you're holding tight. You put it on and you're holding it tight. And you got some people in the plane who don't believe that the plane's going to crash. And they're making fun of you and all like that. And telling you to take it off. You say, no, no, it's going to save me from the jump to come. Because I know the, there's a jump. There's a jump that I'm going to have to save my life from this plane going down. But uh, it's the same thing. You put on Christ Jesus to save you from the judgment to come and save you from hell. And believe me, hell is a place where you're separated from God. You're tormented 24 hours a day. There's no time. So it's constantly. You're burning. You have a special body that will never burn up, but you feel the pain of burning. And you're tormented by demonic beings. And plus you have your memory to think of all the times you could have come to God and never did. And that's going to be you forever. Or you can go to heaven and, and, and be with God and be with Jesus Christ. Where the Bible says there's no more tears and no more heartache or anything like that. Isn't that worth it? So what I tell you is you need to do it right away. Do it now. Okay, let me give you some resources. You can watch on YouTube. You, uh, you can also get this podcast. Uh, this podcast is on um, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. You can get it on, and um, you can also watch it on. You can watch the preaching version of uh, sermons messages. Uh, you can go to Bob Education Institute on YouTube and pull that up. Also, we're on Rumble. And uh, then some, let me give you some of the places to go to get more information. You can watch on YouTube and go to the websites of Living Water, Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis.org, Wall Bills with David Barton, wallbuilders.com, Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.com. You can watch on YouTube, Throw 23 Minutes in Hell by with Bill Wise. It's fantastic. You'll learn a lot with that. Uh, please, uh, when you go to the YouTube page, please sub subscribe and give a thumbs up. Uh, now, if you would like to, uh, oh yeah, let me give you another. To get books, like used books and stuff. So, like I said before, you go to Abe Books, ABE Books, Thrift Books, Amazon, you know, uh, Barnes and Nobles, whatever. There's a lot, but uh, but I like to get used books. It's just a lot cheaper, makes your money go further. So I go to Ava Books and Thrift Books and stuff. Uh, there's some more. If you just put it in the book, it'll pop up a lot of different ones, and you can just find whatever the cheapest one is. Um, you can also go to to on your search engine, uh, TCT Network, and you can watch you can watch on demand. Uh, Faith and History with William Federer, Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Lappin and his wife Susan Lappin. Journey Through the Bible with Jimmy Snow's good stuff. You'll learn a lot. Um, if you would like to support this ministry of uh, where we're on YouTube and uh, we do the podcast and different things and we try to help people and everything, um, you can send a check or money order to Baba Education Institute or, or you can also write letters if you do that. Uh, Baba Education Institute and... Um, 
The address is 624 Tivola Road. Tivola is spelled T-Y-V-O-L-A Road. Site 103, uh, Suite 103-166, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28217. The email is babaeducationinstitute at gmail.com. Phone number is 910-747-5215. Um, and let me... Uh, let me give you a few scriptures. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10 and 13. The King James Version says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man, be the heart man believes in the righteousness, and with the mouth confesses man's salvation. And 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, um, and also. First uh, John New Testament uh, chapter one verse nine says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness." Romans chapter twelve verse two says, King James version it says, "And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God." So you've heard the gospel, you know, you've learned some good stuff today. So I just challenge you to give your life to Christ. You know, I want all people to go to heaven. I don't know you, but I care about your soul. And that's why that's why I do these different things, just to try to get the gospel message out so people can hear. Believe me, you know, if you're thinking about suicide or whatever, God is the answer. God's the answer to all problems, you know. Then the best thing you can do is study and read the Bible. If you don't have money for a Bible... Uh, you can always uh, write us by email or regular mail, and I'll be glad to send you one. Uh, and I'll give you, you know, a few little extra things, too, to help you look up stuff. But you can go to Dollar General. Um, you can go to Family Dollar, and they they sell uh, Bible. It's not easy to read. It's like the King James, but you can get it for like $10. Um, but if you want an easy-to-read Bible, you can just uh, e email me or mail me, whatever, and I'll send you one. You know, but you can go to, any, but if you can't afford one, don't have one, you know. But also, you have Bibles on your cell phone. Uh, 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 that means, you know, you can, um, they have f free Bible apps. You, you know, you can get like the NIV, the New International Version, um, the ESV, the English Standards Version. Those two are pretty good. Um, you can get the Living Bible, whatever, you know, they're easy to read, but it help you to understand. And um, so you can you can pull it right on your phone right now. It's, you know, I have one on my phone too. It's fantastic. Did you know there's over there's over twenty thousand apps for Bibles that you can put on your uh, that you can choose from? Yeah, there's a lot of apps. So it's really no excuse, you know. Or you can just go on you can just go on your search engine and you can pull up um, uh, uh, Bible Gateway or Gateway Bible one of the other. And you can pull it up and read. But the best thing is just to just to put the Bible on your phone so you can just keep reading and stuff. But I always prefer not only that, but also a Bible Bible. Because if anything happens, you always have your Bible that you can literally read with pages, you know. So anyways, thank you for listening to this broadcast. And until next time, God bless.